are apparently covering up this verse. Uh, <laughs> let your crown of glory show. That's what I say. Let it show. Even grow it out in your beard. Pretty soon I'm going to have to look for a verse about being bold. But, but right now, all these things, these, this is what is speaking to me. Because it's just, it's funny. I, I'm getting the senior discount everywhere I go. It's awesome. So apparently 40 is the new 80. I'm not sure. But, um, but we were actually in, uh, we were in um, uh, Walgreens. I was with Mark, our youngest, and we had pizza and a bunch of snacks. This was a couple weeks ago when the Olympics, we were going to watch the Olympics at night and kind of have like a little party. And so we had a frozen pizza and snacks and a bunch of stuff. And, and an older woman behind me in line uh, said, oh, looks like you guys are going to have a party. I'm like, yeah, we're going to have a party and watch the Olympics. And she goes, isn't it wonderful spending time with your grandchildren? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, Mark, Mark's laughing in the back doing camera because he, uh, he knows. And so my, my children have taken, they don't call me dad anymore. They don't even call me grandpa. They call me grandma. So uh, if I ask them to do something like, all right, grandma, whatever you say. So that's my, <clears throat> so I'm going to talk about respect in the home today. That's what I'm going to, and I'd like them to listen and take note. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but... Um, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, it's not on the screen because it's in your Bible blog. Proverbs speaks to our lives, uh, to each one of us. And I just gave a, a couple Proverbs there for men, for women, for families. And it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, My son, do not forget my teachings and keep my commands in mind, because they will bring you long life, good years, and peace. That's pretty good, isn't it? Right? You want the long life, the good years, the peace. So listen to his commands. So men, you can see there in the Bible blog, right there in Proverbs chapter 24, a wise man is full of strength. A man of knowledge enhances his might. In an abundance of counselor, there is victory. So it's saying, men, if you have knowledge, you have power, you have strength. And when you surround yourself with other men of knowledge, you're going to be even more powerful. For women, it says in Proverbs 14, 1 and 2, the wise woman builds her house, but her, with her hands, the foolish one tears hers down. Whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, but those who despise him are devious in their ways. Saying if you, if you walk with God, God's going to build up everything around you. God is going to bless everything around you. And that last one there for families, and we looked at this verse last week, Proverbs 14, 26, as we talked about the family, whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. When you fear the Lord, when you're close to God, He's going to give you that safe place for you and your family. A verse that has been a, a verse from the Word of God for our family over the last few years has been Joshua 24, 15. It's at the end of Joshua's time. He's led the, the people of God, the children of God, into the promised land, and it comes to the very end, and he tells the people, choose this day who you will serve. And he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That has become a refrain in our house. It's not just pictures on the wall, it's what we say. If we say a prayer, at the end of the prayer I say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the boys cheer because that is what we are. We belong to God.
The Bible teaches us in every area of our life how to live. It is so crystal clear. You never have to guess what God is thinking about how you should behave or what you should do. For your life, for your relationships, He's just very, very, very clear. He's clear when it comes to marriage and family. When Ephesians 5 and 6, and we won't look at those entire chapters today, but you can just write those verses down and look at them on, on marriage and on children and family. And He's just so simple. God says, if you're a husband, your job is to love. That's it. Your job is to love. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. How He sacrificed Himself for it. So if you're a husband, you sacrifice yourself for your wife. You love your wife. It's just that simple. You love your wife as you would love yourself. And then for wives, Paul goes on to teach us that wives, you're to honor your husband. You're to respect your husband. And, and that's just so simple. Children, obey. That's it. That's, that's like the whole teaching. Now there's chapters to go through the teaching, but Ephesians 5.33, as he's wrapping up that chapter, he says, each one of you must also love your wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. It's just like, this is how it works. This is what you're supposed to do. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1, the very next verse in the next chapter says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So children, obey your parents. That's your job as a kid, to obey your parents. If you do, you will have a long life. You will be blessed. God, in His Word, over and over again, says, this is how you live your life. And next week we're going to talk about our workplace, because it's Labor Day weekend. How do we serve God at work? What does Proverbs say about work? We've talked about speech, and the things that we say, and the things we don't say. We've talked about our hearts and our attitudes. We're going to talk about our finances, and our actions, and all the different things that God says, this is how it works. But what do you do with the information God gives you? What do you do when God says, this is how you're supposed to work. This is what I bless. This is what is, is good. What do I do with the information, not just that I hear on a weekend in a sermon, but that when I open my Bible to the book of Proverbs every day and I read that chapter and I highlight the things that speak to me, what do I do with the information that's being downloaded to me? And here's our verse for today. It's Proverbs 4.10. Proverbs 4.10. It says, My child, listen to me. That's the first part. We have got to open our ears to the Lord. We've got to listen to God to get that information that He's trying to give us. Listen to me. And then secondly, do as I say. Listening and then following through. Not just listening, but then actually doing what he says, and then you will have a long, good life. What do we do with the information that's coming our way? We open our ears and we listen. We open our hearts and then we act. Psalm chapter 112, verses 1 and 2 says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who's greatly, who greatly delights in his commandments. Again, that idea of following God's commands. His offspring will be mighty in the land, the generation of the upright will be blessed. When God says something, you have to respond to it. So when God says something in His Word, what is your response going to be? For this, I want to jump to the New Testament in Luke chapter 8 and look at a story from Jesus' life. It's actually 
a story that he tells. And in Luke chapter 8, beginning at verse 4, it says, One day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across the field, some of it fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Another other seed fell among the rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up and it choked it out and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. The seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as it had been planted. When he said this, he called out, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Jesus is telling a story about the Word of God. And this parable is different from all the other parables Jesus tells. He tells a lot of stories. But he usually begins the parable by saying, the kingdom of God is like, because most parables are actually about the kingdom of God. There are other parables that are about the end times. And he says, so he'll say, when the end comes, it will be like, and he'll tell parables. But this is the only parable that he says, this is what the Word of God is like. So this is a special parable. This is different. It's a parable not about the seed, because the seed is the Word of God, and the seed is good. God's Word is good. So it's not about the seed. It's not about the sower, because the Word comes from God, so it's God's Word. So God is good. It's not about the sower. This seed is about the soil. This seed is about how we receive the Word of God. How we open our hearts to the information that comes. In this time period in Israel, even to this day when you go to Israel, you will be amazed at how hard the ground is. How rocky the ground is. And and so they did their best to rake it up and break up the fallow ground the best they could, and they would just begin to spread seed because he really didn't know where it was going to grow. And so when it did start to grow, you would tend that part until harvest, and so they would scatter seed. So everybody hearing this parable would understand because everyone would need to plant something on their property so that they could eat. And Jesus then talks about four types of soil. We might use the word attitude. These are four attitudes that we can have And he begins with the wayside attitude. That side of the road kind of seed. That kind of ground is the impossibly hard ground. It would be like us trying to plant something on a sidewalk. Okay, It's not going to work. It's going to be trampled on. The the birds are going to come and steal it. There will be no growth. You can't plant something on hard ground. You may hear the message, you may not, but it's like you never heard it at all. It's like it's been washed completely away and the Word is wasted in your life. It's stolen, either trampled on or by the birds of the air. But this idea of it being stolen from us is that sometimes in our life, the enemy, or there could be an evil spirit trying to to keep you from the Word of God. And there's like a blockage from an evil spirit from you hearing the Word of God, receiving the Word of God. There can be a sin in your life that is blocking you from receiving the Word of God, hearing the Word of God. Not that you're not listening to me now and hearing me now, but there could be something that is blocking that Word. It could be something like pride. It could be something deep and dark. There could be anything 
But Hebrews 3.13 says, Exhort one another daily, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Sin can harden our hearts until we can no longer hear the voice of God. And we're not even able to draw near to Him because there's something blocking us. Our, our heart is so hard. The ground is so hard. And when you have that type of attitude, when you have that type of wayside hardness in your heart, there's really no opportunity for growth. The Word of God is completely wasted on your life. You, you cannot follow. The next attitude comes when the seed is spread among the thorns. Now, or excuse me, from the stones. The thorns come next, the stones. And so, um, the stones, there might be a little bit of soil there. There might be stones under the soil. We don't know, but it begins to grow. That, that plant begins to grow up, and you're like, yes, it's going to make it. But because of the rocks that are underneath, it, it can't get any roots down deep. And so, all it takes is a heavy downpour to come and wash that plant away, or the the sun to come out and scorch that plant because there's no depth to that plant. There's no root system to that plant. It's too shallow. And some of us have this like, idea of listening to God's Word and we have this like, shallow listening or this little faith as we listen. As we hear God's Word and we read it and it's preached on Sunday, we're like, man, that's really good and we take a hold of it. But, but then Monday comes and life gets hard. And, and the difficulties of life and the obstacles of life and and the busyness of life comes and it chokes out that plant. It just, there, it just hasn't grown. It doesn't have any root system and so it's gone. So the Word of God is heard, it's believed, but it's not held on to. And that's when you begin to live your life by feelings. When you live your life by feelings like, well, this is really hard. I don't know. Listen, you've got to have a conviction when it comes to the Word of God. A conviction that what God says is true. That His Word is good. That seed, that seed is good seed and He's a good sower. And you have to have that type of conviction that no matter what comes our way, that, that we're going to persevere in this because it's very easy to start something. Right? Anybody can start a diet. But how do you get to the desired outcome? You have to persevere. It's difficult sometimes to live it out. It's difficult to finish well. But listen, there's not a plant in the world that grows overnight. There's not a plant in the world that you place that seed in the ground and it's fully mature the next day. It doesn't happen. It needs time. And a lot of times, we go to the book of Proverbs or we go to the Word of God and we get these promises. You'll have a long, good life. And, and you're like, really? And the truth is, is that that long, good life comes from dwelling in that Word. Walking in that Word. Per persevering through that Word in the difficult times, the, the good comes when you follow the Word day after day after day. The next type of ground is the ground where it was scattered among the thorns. and, and a, a, a plant among the thorns doesn't stand much chance. I don't know why it is, but the, those weeds that have thorns in them grow so fast. I don't know what it is. and You better have gloves on when you pull those things out, but they grow so fast. And, and the thorns in our life can grow so fast. They are bigger and stronger than the plant, and they choke out the life of the plants. And when Jesus is explaining this parable, and if you want the explanation of this parable, just keep reading in Luke chapter 8 when you get home. But Jesus says this is when the cares of this life come. This is when you get scared. When you get full of anxiety. When you get overwhelmed. It's like, 
what's going to happen? What's, you know, and, and we get overwhelmed and, and that, begin, that, that worry is going to choke out the truth of God's Word in your life. The cares of this life will overwhelm you. And you're like, I better, I better work harder and I better do this and I better get some money in the bank and I better do this and I got to take care of my family. And, I gotta do... and we get so worried about life that it begins to choke out the Word of God. And that worry comes up and it begins to, to take our eyes off of Jesus because we're so worried about something. And listen, you can't serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and your fears. You can't do it. Fear doesn't come from the Lord. That comes from the enemy. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. God did not give you that fear. Go to Him. You can't serve those two masters. And so, we go to God. Because if we don't, that fear will drain us of our energy. It will drain, we will not be able to make that persevering commitment to Christ because it is draining us that fear, that worry, that anxiety. The last uh, ground that Jesus talks about is the good ground. And that's, that's what we want to talk about, right? The, the good ground. That's where the seed was sown. And not only was it sown, it produced a hundredfold. I don't know about you, but that's what I want from the Word of God in my life. I want the hundredfold return on God's Word in my life. Well, the, the, the soil has to be right, right? I mean, the soil has to be uh, soft and, and tender. I mean, you guys have had a garden or planted something. You know what it takes to, to get that ground moved up, to get that thing planted. And so, so we need to receive the Word of the Lord the same way. We need to receive the Word of the Lord. We need to value what we're hearing. We need to value what we're reading. That when I come to church, that, that have you ever thought about this? That when you're listening to a sermon, that's just as much worship as singing your heart out for the Lord earlier, is that you're now putting your attention on His Word. And so we, we worship the Lord by listening. We value what we're hearing. And we don't just listen for 20-30 minutes on a Sunday morning, but it's something we meditate on throughout the week. And, and we read that chapter, and we think about that chapter, and we apply that chapter, and we, we, we definitely respond to God's Word. God said it in His Word. I'm going to do it because God said to do it, and that's the best way. That's a long, good, blessed life. I'm going to do it His way. See, listening and obedience with a soft heart is required to be for good ground. John chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. I want that to be my verse. I, I want to hear God's voice, and I want to follow Him. It's not just listening to His voice but I'm acting on His voice. That's important. So here's the question today. What kind of soil are you? What kind of soil are you? Whenever you preach a sermon like this, what happens is we begin to think about other people in our life and we say, oh yeah, that person is definitely that soil. You know, we can, we can pinpoint the four soils in, in our friends and our family and oh yeah, they are just the wayside. Man, they, you know... And, and so we can begin to do that. But I'm asking you, what kind of soil are you? And you say, well, Pastor Darrell, I'm, I'm here at church. I've been at church a long time. I listen every week. I, you know, I'm good soil. And, and um, I'll say, okay. All right. I'll be honest. I'm actually all of these soils. 
This isn't a story about who gets into heaven or not. This isn't a, a parable about, you know, that, well, if you're good soil, you, you, you respond to the word of God and go to heaven. No, this is how do we receive the word of God. And to be honest with you, I am all of these soils. There are days that I hate to admit that I'm a wayside soil. God could be speaking to me, and for some reason, I'm just not listening. I, I'm just, there's, there's, I'm just, I'm going throughout my day, I got a lot to do, and I'm not even listening. Those are the days that I'm careless with God's word. That God is speaking, but I'm simply not listening. And um, there are days, and this, this, what we have to do with this is not just apply it to us, we can apply it to our families as well. There's days that none of us in our family are listening to the word of the Lord. How many know that those days aren't the best days, right? I mean, those days are awful days in your family when everybody, when nobody's listening to God. Hopefully one person has their antenna up and is listening to God. But when you don't listen at all, that's, that's going to produce some really bad things in your life. And there's other times where I listen, but I can't do it right then. It's too hard right then. I know what God wants me to do, but I really don't want to do it because it's just too hard. Or, God, I know you want me to do that, but I'm too busy. Right now, it, if God, I'm a pastor, so I have to do all these things that you told me to do as a pastor for the church, so I'm too busy to do that. And so I get my little Good Samaritan priest thing going, and I say, hey, I'm too busy, can't do it. And, and there are moments like that. There are moments in our families when we get so busy, God could be screaming at us and we never hear Him. And even if we did, we'd say, sorry God, got a soccer game. Sorry God, got homework. You know, it, we have to be careful. Don't be too busy. Don't think this is too hard. We need to respond to God's Word. There's other times when the cares of this life choke out God's Word in my life. When I get so scared, so overwhelmed with fear, so full of anxiety, I'm like, I don't want to do that, God, because that is going to, I'm going to go under. It's just too, it's, it's, I'm too scared to do it. That happens in our families as well, that the cares of this life, well, we've got to do this, and we've got to do this, and we've got to accomplish these things, or then we won't be successful as a family. And, and I want to tell you, the best way to be successful as a family, just live according to God's Word. Live according to the simple teaching of God's Word. Don't let the cares of this life choke out God's Word. And then there are days, and I hope most of my days, are when it's good ground. Those times that I am listening, those times that I can come early on a Sunday morning and walk around the sanctuary or walk around my bedroom or, or, or wherever I'm at on, on any given day and say, Holy Spirit, what's on your mind today? God, I want to hear your voice today. I have a lot to do. This is happening, that's happening. But God, what's on your heart today? And allowing God to then speak to you and download to you. And tell, I'll tell you what, when your family is operating that way, it's beautiful. When you're operating that way in your family, it's a beautiful thing. But when you're all together and it's a beautiful thing, that's what leads to the good, long, blessed life. That's what leads to the promises when we listen and obey. That's when it's good. And what's beautiful about God's Word is that when it is good, 
it grows in our life. It grows a hundredfold. See, you think, well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Okay, I'll listen and obey. You don't understand. It's going to make things even greater, even better, because it's going to begin to grow and expand in your life. There's going to be room for more. There's going to be more blessing. There's going to be more of God in your life. It's going to be a beautiful thing. So be careful what kind of receiver you are of God's Word. Be careful this week and say, I want to be good ground. Hey, are we always perfect? Do we all? No, I make mistakes. Our family makes mistakes. There's going to be tough days, but listen to me. I want to be good ground. I want to be good ground every day. And even if I start wrong, I want to get back on track. I want to pay attention to God's Word. I don't want to be shallow in God's Word or superficial in God's Word. I want to go deep in God's Word. I want to just remove the cares of this life, focus on His Word, remove the, the, the thorns, remove the stones, remove the sin, anything that could be holding me back from God's Word. And I need to let God's Word come in and break me and mold me and change me and teach me. And I need to obey God's Word. And I need to let it find a, a place to find root and grow deep. And I need to give it time so that I can persevere. And when it grows, there's always going to be capacity for more. You can always get more and more and more. And so, how do we do this? What happens when you feel far from God? When you're like, I, I'm not the good ground just right now. How do I get to that point? The children of Israel throughout their history were always finding themselves super far away from God. Gone away in sin or, or rebellion or mumbling or complaining or something had separated them from the Lord. And prophet after prophet came up and they all said the same thing, which is really interesting. This isn't from one prophet, it's from a multiple of prophets in the Old Testament. And they all said, break up the fallow ground. Break up the fallow ground. That's like when the ground is hard and you get out there with your rake or your shovel or whatever you get and, and you just start breaking up that ground and saying, I'm going to have a soft heart before the Lord. That's what King David did over and over again in his life. That's why he was a man after God's own heart because he kept making his heart soft to respond to the Lord. Break up that fallow ground. Break up that ground. Do whatever you have to do to get that soft heart before the Lord and then draw near to Him. Get open to what God is saying to you and then get near to Him. That's it. Because when you draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. That when you seek the Lord, you will find the Lord. That's how it works. Make your heart soft to the Lord, receptive to the Lord, and, and then seek Him. Then, when your heart is soft, say, Holy Spirit, what is on your mind today? This really does matter what we're talking about. It matters to you. It matters to everyone around you. For you and for your family. And so as we close, here is the question of the day. It's the question of every follower of Jesus. And that's, am I going to be selfish or am I going to surrender? Am I going to be selfish or am I going to surrender? That is the question we all have to ask. This is the question that comes, this, this is the bottom line question of following Jesus. Am I going to be selfish or am I going to surrender? And all we have to do is look to Jesus because Jesus is the picture of surrender. God who came down to earth in the form of a man who became like us to die on a cross for our sins and yet on the very last night of His life, He's in the Garden of Gethsemane saying, is there any other way? 
He's crying out with, with such passion that not only is he sweating, he's sweating drops of blood. Is there any other way? And then he says, but not my will. Thine be done. He surrendered to the will of the Father. He surrendered to the cross. He surrendered to the mission, to the plan that God had. He surrendered to the Word of God. And that's the picture for you and me. Because it is going to get hard. There are going to be things we don't want to do. There are going to be things, times when the cares of this life overwhelm us. But we say, not my will be done, but thine. Your will, Lord. I'm going to follow. I'm going to surrender. I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it your way. So today we choose Jesus. We choose the cross. We choose to obey. We choose to worship even when it's hard. We choose to make our heart good ground. We choose that the Word would dwell in us richly. Because this is something that we need to do. Jesus and His Word is not just another option in this life. Well, I'll follow that when I need it. No. It is all about Jesus. We need Jesus. We need Him. And what's amazing is when my heart is good ground, it's all good, isn't it? When your heart is good, it's all good, right? I mean, it really is. And with the things around you become good. It, there's a blessing that comes. And so we're going to make our hearts good ground today. And, and just in the few minutes that we have left, I asked Leanne if we could just go into a time of worship. And I just asked if we could sing a couple of old songs just to turn our hearts to Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to bow your hearts and your heads with me. If you want to sing along, you can. I'm going to pray for you here quickly. And, and, uh, and then we're just going to worship the Lord. If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to kneel, you can kneel. Whatever you want to do. It's just a moment. This isn't about something you have to do. This is just about making your heart right before the Lord. Breaking up that fallow ground. Making your heart receptive to God's Word. Jesus, we open ourselves to You now. You are the example of surrender. And so, Lord, we now surrender to You. And Lord, I pray that um, through the words of these songs, God, that You would turn our hearts towards You. That our hearts would become soft. And... Um, God, that we would draw near to You. Holy Spirit, speak to us in the next few minutes.